Welcome to the Holy Yes Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Washington. And God, in this moment, I pray that you do that thing where the room fills with your glory. Let's roll for another revolutionary conversation of faith, business, and money. Let's open up today's episode in prayer so you can place your hand over your heart or just listen if you're driving. Take a deep breath to allow yourself to come into contact with the unseen. God, I ask that anyone listening to this podcast be postured in position to feel you, see you, and know you. I give you access to all parts of me, God, my throat, my heart, all functions and the ways in which you designed me to be an instrument of your voice and your truth. I ask that you ground this message in a way that allows millions of people to receive it in the way that they're meant to through you. Where there are nerves, may you replace them with your glory. Where there may be any distractions, may you replace them with your focus, your love, your graciousness. Thank you for this moment of being in connection and communication with you. Thank you for the intimacy and the joy and the adventure that you bring my life. Thank you for this opportunity to bring this platform to life, to be a voice of faith and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read an excerpt from the book that is coming. And this one is going to bring us into a deeper understanding of how to manifest without getting tied up in some of the toxic matrices that the self-development world just inevitably partakes in. This has taken me a few years to untangle. It's taken me a good amount of time to really come to a grounding conclusion and a grounded understanding of how do manifestation and God really coexist? How can I stay in the exuberance and the enthusiasm of creation without overriding God and God's plan and God's purpose and God's will? And there was a part of me that wondered at one point, is that even possible? Is that something that I'm supposed to be exploring or supposed to be doing? And of course, God always has the last word. There is a message that came through and there's so much clarity now between how I create and how God creates through me. And there's just this rhythm, this this tempo that my life is now built on. And so many people have asked and a lot of people in this community are on that same journey of coming back into covenant with God after being really, really immersed in spiritual practices or manifestation rituals and practices that might not feel as resonant anymore and might not feel as pure or clean anymore. So I'm not here to tell you which one is right or wrong. I'm just here to speak what I feel is true, what I've discovered is true, and what I've watched support thousands of other human beings. So we're going to start with a reading, and then we'll get into some practices and things that you can begin to bring to life for yourself and for your own understanding. Oftentimes, the conversation when it comes to money is centered around creating more. Who you get to be, what you get to do, to create, to attract more. What I found is this leaves people in a perpetual state of self-improvement and fixation, further pushing the punishment versus reward cycle that bounds people to the specific manifestation rituals and tactics. If I do this, then I'll get that. When I become this, then I'll attract that. And while on some innate level that could be true, 
What I've come to understand is there's a turning point with money, with power, and the role that we play in it. Your power when it comes to money is understanding how to play with and receive the resources that you have now before putting more on a pedestal. Your power isn't in your ability to necessarily manifest more. It's understanding how to swiftly move with what God has given you right now. The truth is, if what you have now does not feel like enough, then more will always feel complicated. When I filed bankruptcy four and a half years ago, I was forced to stop looking for more, to save me, to get me out of something, and instead I had to step into the receivership of what I had right now feeling like enough. I had to step into the receivership of bankruptcy and recognizing that that was not actually deficit, that was God still providing me with something in the form of a correction. So my prayer went from, God, I, I want more, I'm gonna manifest more to move through me. I was empty and this became my deepest prayer of thank you. Move through me, move through me, move through me. In those moments of emptiness, I released my focus from creating more to get out of debt. And instead I poured my attention into what I have now being enough. I became available for more to be multiplied through me, through the rivers of my body, through my actions, my footsteps, as they exist in the present moment. I had no idea what my future state was going to be. I had no idea who my future self was, but I knew that I had a body that was still breathing. I had actions that were still connected to God's will, and I had footsteps and shoes that God placed out in front of me for me to fulfill. I decided abundance already won, and I didn't have to create a new reality for that to be true. When you allow the simplicity to exist in the circumference of your being, you end the exhausting cycle and pattern that manifestation and self-help turns so many of us onto. Through imagination and creativity and a new texture of gratitude, you actually descend into this receivership of God turning each moment into a masterpiece right now. When you take more off the pedestal, you take everyone who has more than you off the pedestal too. You go from creating to get ahead or to keep up with to being developed right now as a steward of wealth. Here, God becomes the doer and you become the being that God does through. I want you to exhale into that. In this, you remember you are designed to be lived and created through. You are the creation. You are the ultimate manifestation. You are the reward. You are the value. Wealth is actually the expressed part of you that desires to radiantly pour forward and become the very pulse of life itself not necessarily the creator of life, but the pulse of life that God, the creator, can circulate and give more through. So discipline begins to turn this pulse on. Discipline of your mind, discipline of your focus, discipline in who you are seeking, discipline or what you are allowing accessing you. 
And here your mind becomes a sacred lover to your nervous system. It's no longer an opposition. Devotion is what multiplies this pulse and your body becomes the more that you thought you had to get into alignment for. This ones you with God's vision and oneing with God is oneing with the ultimate receiver. It's oneing with the ultimate redeemer. It's oneing with the ultimate miracle worker. And when you one with that, tell me how any part of you can question your power. Tell me how any part of you could question whether or not it's yours. So needless to say, I am so excited to get this book in so many people's hands. There's a few pieces of this writing that I want to highlight and bring to your attention so that you can actually take these words and make them a part of your life and make it a part of your lived experience. The first thing is really recognizing that no matter what our mind and the way that the world is set up is to put more on a pedestal. So I remember even in my journey with business and money, even when I would hit a milestone or I would cross a specific goal or I would achieve something, the first thing that I thought of was, how do I do it again? How will I possibly do it again? And more than that, here's the tricky part. I would think, how can I do it even more so that it that more takes away the fear of me potentially not being able to do it again? Did you catch that? So I would actually put more on this pedestal and I would have to keep increasing whatever number it is that I was calling in or whatever amount that I was calling in or whatever goal that I was calling in because every time I would hit one, I would question whether I could do it again. So I thought, well, if I just double it, then that would take away the scarcity of me being afraid of not having it anymore. But then the line just kept moving in more and more and more, it just became more complicated because what I had right now, I wasn't giving enough of my attention to. I wasn't really allowing myself to fully receive it. How could I possibly experience more if what I have right now isn't enough? If what I have right now is disqualified, then how will more qualify it? So that's something to feel into for yourself of where you've made more mean. It's going to get you out of where you are right now. On In math, like if you were to do the math, yes, it could logically add up to that. But deeper on a, on a body level, you're not going to experience the sensation of more. This is why I always say that more money doesn't get rid of scarcity. This is why I teach that more money is safe with you, not because more money is there, but because you're safe with you. More money is safe with you because you are safe with you. And more will always be complicated until what we have right now feels like enough. The second piece that I want to get into is power. We are taught through self-development that and this is not necessarily something that's specifically taught, but we have to be discerning and pay attention to the narratives that get prioritized because that's what's going to be put in the 
perspective of relevancy. So when something becomes prioritized, it gets pushed out more. And then people assume, well, that's the relevant, correct teaching, or that's the thing to focus on. So what's become relevant and most often known in the self-development space is those who are creating more or manifesting more, quote unquote, have this power, this like, you know, supernatural power. And then what you're doing is you are getting close to them or you are learning something from them so that you can learn this, you know, secret special power. And that can get dangerous really fast, right? That can get very sticky. It's a slippery slope. So what I started to do in my own life is I've redefined proximity. I've redefined what it means to really be in the seat of power. And I've always felt on an intuitive level, I didn't have the words for it quite yet, but I always felt on an intuitive level that if my work brings you closer to me, that on some level, I've deceived you, not on purpose, subconsciously, I've deceived you. But when my work brings you closer to God and your relationship with your creator and your original assignment, then we have done God's work together. So my power is not something that is at the center of the business or at the center of necessarily my relationship with money. I'm here to serve God's power. And in that, I become more powerful. So there is a complete shift in my perspective and that created a much cleaner exchange between me and my body of work, me and the people that I access, me and the people that I reach, me and you, anybody listening to this podcast, the point is not come be near my power, come learn the secret power that I have. The, the goal is let's do God's work and let's seek truth. And I might have a skill or a gift that I'm utilizing that God gave me to bring you closer to God, not closer to me. And that's where I can really stretch and expand from a state of purity and not the disillusionment that gets people really tied up in feeling like more money is going to make them more relevant. It's not about how fast you're manifesting or how much you're manifesting. The true power is understanding how to swiftly move with what you have now. So I've always believed that when you can settle into the identity of, I don't need to explain anything. I just need to learn how to execute those who can do that are embodying this right here of being able to swiftly move with what God has given you. That is what is representative of real power. Like I go to different communities and I connect with different people and the ones who are swiftly moving with exactly what God gave them right now are the ones that showcase God's power the deepest. The ones who are waiting and the ones who are needing there to be evidence, the ones who are needing there to be more before they can move, or the ones who are judging those with seemingly more power or more things, the ones who are so gung-ho on manifesting in this specific way that it's actually delaying their assignment, that's not, to me, powerful. That is something else dressed up in a different outfit. And I even think about my own life. I think about the way that I've moved through different chapters and I've always felt the most powerful when the resources that I'm currently responsible for feel like enough and I can make something work. I can 
turn it into gold. I can turn it into something beautiful. And that's when God is, is lifted the highest in our business and in our work. I think back to those days when I was filing bankruptcy and all the work that came from that chapter. I had a laptop. I had a voice. I had a room that I was renting for $1,100 in Ocean Beach. And I had a new comforter that I just got from Target for on sale. And I made that room the most beautiful room. I made that laptop full of writing and work and things that are still online today. I made my voice a priority because that was the the main gift, the main resource that God gave me. And I had no idea when more was going to come. I had no idea when I was going to manifest more, but I knew if I could learn how to swiftly execute with what God gave me right now, that that training was going to pay off later. And now the speed in which I move is not determined by the environment. The speed in which I move is determined by how fast will I believe in what God has given me right now. That's what's going to determine how fast I move and the velocity in which I take my next step. This has been huge. I know that this is for someone. Someone's over there writing this down. Someone over there is having a breakthrough and I'm so happy for you because that is the true seat of power. That's my true measurement of power. Those who can execute will always be the ones remaining. And in my journey, what I'm truly connecting with more than ever right now is that it's not the most powerful to go first. There's a lot of people who are gonna go first, but not everybody will finish. Not everyone will be the last one standing. And that's the assignment that I'm on. A ton of people are going to raise their hand and out of excitement and enthusiasm and joy, they're going to run out there and they're going to go first. They're going to feel powerful for being the one that went first. But then there's this deeper, more ancient power of the ones who are willing to be the last one standing. And those people know deep down that there's going to be seasons where you're going to have to work with what God has given you, where you're going to have to learn to swiftly move through different environments and different circumstances. And when you can know how to do that, when your step keeps stepping, no matter what, then God can manifest anything through you. All of this is doing one thing. It's simplifying your life. And simplicity is one of the highest forms of sophistication and many of us, whether we realize it or not, it's hard to admit it, have overcomplicated this whole thing. We've overcomplicated our relationship with God. We've overcomplicated manifestation. We've overcomplicated what it means to receive. We've overcomplicated money because we're constantly in this need to be productive and to make sense of everything. But like I said in the, in the book that I'm writing, when you allow the simplicity, this simplicity to exist in the circumference of your being, you end that exhausting cycle. And through imagination and creativity, a new texture of gratitude starts to form. And you begin to watch and receive the gift of God turning each moment into a masterpiece right now. I think back about how I even got to this seat recording this podcast. A year ago was me ending a relationship of a really long relationship and me starting to begin a new chapter of my life. And a few weeks, just a few weeks before this relationship was ending, I signed a lease for a beautiful condo in North County. 
And I thought that I was going to use that condo to record this podcast. And I thought that that condo was going to be the space where I could write and I was going to be by the water and it just would create this work environment for me so that my home wasn't my work. So I signed this lease, not knowing that within weeks, my entire life was going to turn upside down and I was going to be moving out of the house that I'd lived in with my previous partner. And I ended up moving into the condo. This condo is positioned in a completely new neighborhood with completely new people. I was then in a new environment. So I was focused on new things. I was seeing new people. And this is exactly when I reached out to shout out Sam Skelly. I reached out to my friend Sam Skelly and I said, let's get, a, let's go for a walk. Let's hang out because we're finally in the same neighborhood. We went for a walk. We got coffee and just immediately connected. And there was just this breath of fresh air that Sam brings, if you've ever met her, that is unmatched and so beautiful. And I knew that we were starting a new friendship. In fact, we were standing outside Godani and we're like, do you want to be like actual friends? And as adults, there's that moment of confirmation of like, yeah, I see you in my life. Flash forward a few months later, me and Sam stayed in touch and we met up in Austin and we started to just talk about our dreams, our visions. And each time we got together, just more depth and more conversation around our missions were coming through. So we're sitting in this restaurant in Austin with our friend Jen and Sam's telling me about her new podcast. And at the time I had already mentioned that I want to do this podcast. I had originally got this condo for it. And, you know, she's watched my life change and move as we became closer friends over the months. And she's telling me about this new podcast and about this guy who just got this space and she's going to, he's going to rent it out and she's going to record the podcast. She wants to have me on. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. You know, I was looking for a space because now that I'm living in my condo, you know, that's not, the condo was there for me to heal. It wasn't really there for me to do as much work as I thought. So she's like, I'll introduce you to him. And she puts me and John, who I'm looking at right now as I record this podcast, she introduces me to John and with a crazy voice memo that only Sam can send. And I'm like, hey, so, so dope to meet you. And me and John connect. We get on a Zoom within a few days and immediately are like, I don't know what this is, but we're about to do like all the things together. Like we just had so much creative chemistry and so much connection. And I wasn't quite ready to formulate necessarily like the podcast. So we were talking a lot about like the set design and he had just rented the space and was also in his timing. So there was a lot happening on his end. Personally, I was also moving a lot of pieces, but we just kept our thread going. And I don't think either of us knew why, but there was a lot of challenges, a lot of scheduling, a lot of unknowns. And we just kept talking, kept talking. And eventually I was like, let's not rush the podcast. Let's just do some film work together. So we came on set with one of my brand clients and we did this mini brand doc together. And that way we could just at least work together and just get something started. And then from there, I recognized that I was delaying the podcast. Like I was needing it to be this huge thing before I just took the first step. And I was like, you know what? Let's just drop the set for a second. Let's just record together. Let's let's just be let's just be in the flow and let what needs to come through come through. So, flash forward, I come to his studio to record for Sam's podcast. That sparks the next step for my podcast. And as I sit here today, I was driving to the studio. I'm like, if I really think about it, all of this started 
a year ago when I walked out of the door of my old house. And I had no idea why I signed a lease in North, North County. I had no idea that it would lead me to Sam. I had no idea that it would lead me to John, that it would lead me to the studio, that it would lead me to this moment and me really stepping into the core of what I believe I'm here to do on this planet. And back to the original lesson of how creative God is and how when we merge with God's imagination, how our life becomes a sequence of many small moments being turned into small masterpieces by the creator himself. And at the time that felt like such a heartbreaking chapter. But as I sit in this seat recording this podcast, it is now a masterpiece that that memory, that all that grief, that that sadness, that that pain is now transcended into a masterpiece. And we don't always know why something's happening, but I just kept trusting the breadcrumbs and watching how God was sequencing this whole thing together and putting me in different environments and positioning me next to certain people and positioning me in into certain conversations so fast that I actually couldn't even think about doubting it. I couldn't necessarily even think about, should I work with John or not? It was just like this force. I was like, yes, that's a yes, that's a yes, that's a yes. That questionable, that questionable, that's a no, that's a no, that's a no. And you just listen and you listen and you listen and you watch God move. So I'm more interested in witnessing God move in my life versus trying to get God to move in a specific way that I think needs to be done. If it were really up to me, then I wouldn't be recording this podcast right now because I know for me, I have a the shadow of the of the perfectionist sometimes. And the perfectionist works really well in creativity because the execution and the level and the quality of the work that we put out is so mind-blowing. And the perfectionist can hold projects back because we have this big vision in our head. And if we can't do it that exact way, we think it's not worth it to take the first step. And this podcast is reminding me that this is my life's work, that this first iteration of the podcast is gonna be one of many masterpieces that God brings to life. And we have to trust that and really lean into that. And that's when you start to see that God has truly designed you to be the perfect creation to manifest through. And how cool is that? Like, how cool is it that you are actually the manifestation, that you are actually designed for imagination and creativity to bring things into form? And when you look back on your life, you start to see that sequence so clearly when you start to pay attention and you take more off the pedestal, you take that off the pedestal, you stop focusing on more to get out of where you are now. And you start to recognize that right now God is manifesting through me, that right now God is creating a masterpiece. So I better sit back and watch and wait with expectancy that this is gonna turn out beautifully. And I might still cry and I might still have days of pain and I might still have fights in my mind and I might still battle, go back and forth, but I get to come back to the covenant, the understanding and the agreement that I am the value, I am the reward, I am the pulse of life that God benefits from, that God manifests through. And then in that, God becomes the doer and you are the ultimate being, the chosen being. And you exhale and receive 
and there's no longer this chase to get into some receiving mode. And you realize that you are receivership, that you have merged with the ultimate redeemer, the ultimate receiver. So can you just sense that simplicity? See where that unties those knots of confusion and where that postures you in a state of clarity and discernment of actually, I'm not going to become more powerful when I have that thing over there. My power is being measured by how swiftly I can move right now with the vision that God has placed on my heart and the resources that God has surrounded me with. And I'm not going to judge one resource as less than the other. Had no idea that that what was one of the most painful moments of my life would turn into the masterpiece that it is today. But I know that I stand with a God that is so creative, that is so full of surprises, that is so gracious. So why would I expect anything less than the beauty and the magnificence of this moment right here? Because believe it or not, there's going to be a day in a version of you that misses this moment. There's going to be a version of you that looks back and gleans upon that moment. And you're going to wink at that part of you that questioned. Like, remember when you were questioning? Remember when you were fighting against? Remember when you weren't sure why these certain things were happening? You're going to wink at that version of you. And you're just going to smile. And you're going to see in this, in the last few episodes, abundance already won. God already won. So stop fighting it and start merging and watch your life unfold in magnificent ways. As always, I pray that this serves you. I pray it filled you up. And most of all, I pray that it simplified things for you so that your practice becomes an internal state of devotion and a practice of disciplining your mind and a practice of wanting with God's vision. If you're looking for a direct resource, Faith and Fortitude would be an amazing space for you to start. You can also listen to the first episode on prayer and utilizing that as a direct point of communication into everything that we talked about today. Sending you so much love. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Holy Yes Podcast. I am so grateful that you're here and we get to do this work together. Connect with me on Instagram at I am Victoria Washington and let me know how this episode landed for you. I genuinely read and listen to every single message that comes through and I love receiving your stories, your feedback, your reflections of how these teachings are being woven into your life your business, your relationship with God. Be sure to check the show notes below for ways to go deeper in this work. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Holy Yes Podcast. All right, y'all, if you love today's episode, we're going even deeper inside the faith-based business bundle. This is a new body of work that bridges faith and entrepreneurship in a way that I have never seen done before. The testimonials coming out of this space are absolutely sensational. The depth, the exhilaration, the vitality that's coming alive in the women who have joined the bundle is quite literally blowing my mind. It is based off of one assignment to prioritize God at the center of your mission and to simplify your relationship with money in a way that brings you into peace with the evolution of your business. 
We are going to be going through three master courses over three months, and each of them touches on different parts of your business, how to add velocity and volume to what it is that you're doing in the world. Master course number one was taught in October, Kingdom Codes. So when you join the bundle, you get immediate access to the three-day Kingdom Codes master course. And then you're going to be able to join us for our upcoming journey in November, Prosper Through Prayer. And then our final journey is going to be in December, The Covenant. Each of these master courses is available a la carte, or you can bundle and save. And with the bundle, you get a bonus to join the Fulfilled by Faith broadcast channel. The reason why I created this bonus is because when you're starting to reconnect with God in a deeper way, and you're watching how God's genius is actually fulfilling your business in this entirely new way that you've never experienced before. The first thing that you want to do is share it with other people. So there's a whole network of faith-based entrepreneurs that are coming together inside the broadcast channel. And then you also are going to be able to get additional Q&A with me and access to all the bonus audios that I drop between our journeys. So it's a whole ride. I would be honored to have you inside with us. You can head to the show notes. I am victoriawashington.com slash faith-based business bundle. And it's there you can sign up for either the bundle or any of the master courses a la carte.